0: Well, I'm gonna take my vacation up in the hill. Oh, what a time! Oh, what a time! Well, I'm gonna take my vacation up in the hill. time. What a time. Oh, what a time. Oh, church when all God's children get to To heaven. Oh, oh, what What a a time. time. What a time. children get together, oh Lord, what a time, what a time, oh, what a time, oh, we're gonna sit down by the bank of the river, oh, what a time. Of the red. Oh, Lord, what a time, what a time, oh, what a time. Come
1: on, let's give the Lord some praise right now. Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. This is the first Sunday of October. And we thank God for allowing us to be in his house of worship one more time. What a time, what a time. Certainly glad to have the hymn choir, amen, uh, in the stand. God is great and greatly to be praised. Good morning to all of those who are watching us this morning. If you're on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So do me this favor real quick. If you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline. Tag those you want to invite to the post if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and text this link to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in the chat window and share this experience with others. Amen. And also, if you wouldn't mind, in your chat, let us know where you're watching us from, city and state. Amen. And our digital ministers will give you a major, wonderful shout-out. We thank God for you. And if you're bold enough or cute enough... Tag, make, take a picture and just place it in the chat as well. Amen. We want to give a major shout out to all of those who are worshiping with us today. How many of you all are glad to be in the service one more time? Come on, put your hands together. Minister Joshua Jordan is going to come and he's going to lead us in the rest of this worship experience. We're looking forward to the Lord doing something wonderful and incredible today. And for all those that are making your way in, it is so good to see you. Come on, Minister Joshua Jordan.
2: Like the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord one more time. There are a whole lot of houses we could have been in this morning. Some of us could have been in the sick house. Some of us could have been in the courthouse. But God saw fit to bring us here one more time. And for that, I am so grateful. I am so thankful. When I got in my car, I didn't get stuck on the side of the road. I was able to make it here to the house of the Lord one more time. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to give God thanks. I'm ready to give God praise. I'm excited that he allowed me to come into his house one more time. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Oh, Christ is our solid rock. So let us join with the crier and the hymn choir and sing the solid rock. know that Christ is the solid rock? How many of y'all know that he's the only one that you can stand on, depend on at all times? Everything else in life is sinking sand. Thank you God for being our solid rock. Today's Bible reading is coming from Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10 uh, verses 1 through 14 and I'll be reading from the New King James Version and it reads as follows. For the law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of things can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered for the worshipers once purified would have no more consciousness of sin but in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins therefore he came into the world he said Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. Verse 8. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering. Burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. But then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God he takes away the first that he may establish the second by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all and every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of god and from that time waiting until his enemies are made his footstool For by one offering, he, he being Jesus, has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Amen. May the Lord bless him to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Let's bow for a quick word of prayer. Oh God, we thank you for being the perfect sacrifice. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be the propitiation of our sins. Lord, even right now, we're thankful that we're gathered here in this place to worship you one more time. We have so much to be thankful for. The fact that you died on the cross, the fact that you've given us life, the fact that you've gathered us here all together to worship you, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit moves in this place, God. Move from heart to heart, breast to breast, and allow us to worship you, Lord God. Remove any binding, any hindrance that would keep our minds focused off you. Remove any spirit that that, that here that will not allow us to focus on you and to give you the praise and the worship that you truly deserve, Lord God. God, we thank you. God, we're expecting great things in this house today. Holy Spirit, have your way. And I pray that everything we do in this house is pleasing and acceptable in your sight. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
3: Whoa!
1: the great I am. Oh, I need some folks that really know he is the great I am. You know what that means? That means that God is whatever you need God to be whenever you need God to be and for whatever you need God to do it for. Let me try that one more time. How many of you all know he is the great I am? There you go. There you go. Don't act brand new on us this morning. Hallelujah. He is the great the great I am. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, St. Paul. And good morning to those who are visiting with us. We greet you in the only name that ultimately matters. That's the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessed joy it is to be in the house once again. Amen. Amen. As we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned, do we have a video that we need to share? Um, Before I make my observations, any video? No video? Cool beans. So it's all on me. All right. All right. First of all, before um, I do anything of um, major announcement as far as our church is concerned, let me just say I want to thank all of you who have blessed me in a tremendous way as far as my birthday is concerned. With cards, with gifts, with prayers, I am so humbled by your graciousness and your generosity. And I personally want to thank you all for making uh, my 54th revolution around the sun a wonderful one. Amen. (laughs) But can I tell you the greatest gift that God has given me beside my family and my faith is to be the servant leader here at the St. Paul Church. You are God's greatest greatest gift to me uh in that sphere and i just thank god each and every time i think about you all so thank you all to the wonderful disciples of saint paul and our friends i want to um just also let you all know that as we prepare to give in just a few moments that your kindness and your graciousness is helping us to be a blessing to the charlotte rescue mission of forty-one thousand five hundred and forty-nine dollars We're shooting for a goal of $50,000. I believe we can reach that by the end of this month. And um, we want to make that presentation to the Charlotte Rescue Mission as soon as possible. So I want to thank you all so very, very much for your kindness and your graciousness. Also, just want to let you all know that on the um, uh, on the third Sunday of this month, we're going to celebrate Uh, Six years of being the servant leader here. Uh, As far as um, my arrival is concerned, our guest preacher is going to be my good friend, the Reverend Reginald Buckley, the president of the General Missionary Baptist State Convention of Jackson, Mississippi, and the senior pastor of the Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in Jackson. Um, We gave them uh, $5,000 from our church to help them as far as the water crisis is concerned in Mississippi and so we're looking forward to him coming and sharing with us as far as that's concerned just want to let you also know that uh, we have started back having our children's church our impact worship Uh, minister Joshua Jordan is providing leadership for that at this time And right now we're meeting on the second and third Sunday, the second and third Sunday Children's Church. Uh, So information is shared on our church website as well as our social media platforms as far as how you can have your child to participate in that. From the ages of 5 to 18, he and the volunteers are providing wonderful lift and leadership for that. So we thank God for that as far as that is concerned. I want to, at this time, I want to, at this time, uh, present to you all gifts that God has given us. Gifts. That God has given us in the personhood of new disciples who have joined our church. Amen. Now, I know they weren't looking for this, but I'm going to do this anyway for all of our new disciples. Will you all stand up? All our new disciples. Now, wait, wait, wait. I want you all to come down front. I want you, yeah, come on. Come on. Y'all weren't ready for this, I know. Come on. Just come down front. Just come down front. Spread across. I want the folks to see all of our new disciples. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just spread across. Yeah, spread across. Amen. Spread Spread across. Spread across. Spread across. Spread across. Spread across. Wow, these are all the persons who have gone through our new new disciples class, CEO. Come on, St. Paul, can we celebrate and give God praise for them? Oh, we could do it even a whole lot better than that. Amen, amen. Now, I want you all to turn around and face me. I want you all to turn around and face me. I'm going to do something different I've never done before says I'll be here. I want to have prayer for you all right now as you integrate into the life of the St. Paul Church. I just want to pray that you find the place where you can utilize your gifts, your graces. We don't want you to just be church attenders. We want you to get involved in teaching ministry and a serving ministry and let the Lord use you in a mighty and a magnificent way. Is that fine? Let me Pray for you real quick. God, we thank you for these wonderful gifts you have sent our way. 28 new people that have become a part of the St. Paul Church. And for that, God, we give you praise. Lord, we pray right now that their gifts, their talents, their skills, their graces will be utilized in this place and space for your glory and for us to have impact on the local church as well as our community. Bless them, O God, and their families. And allow for them to be a light shining in a dark sinful world. And let them through their life and example bring others to Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. You may return to your seat. St. Paul, can we celebrate our new disciples one more time? Do me a favor. Stand on your feet if you could as they go back to their seat. Let's give God praise for them. Let's give God praise for them. Amen. Amen. Amen amen I think we and we got another batch we're going to be starting on probably sometime in November or December win lose or draw once we finish this race for this presidential election Uh, we'll be starting that class and I believe we got about 26 waiting to go through new members as far as that's concerned so um, uh, I don't know who's saying the church ain't growing but we know the church is growing amen and the Lord is doing a wonderful, wonderful work here at the St. Paul Church. So, as we prepare to uh, move forward, as far as uh, our time is concerned, uh, we're getting ready to transition into prayer. And I don't know if you all have gotten word, but we lost, uh, and it's so fitting the hymn choir singing today, we lost Sister Hattie Weathers. Um... Uh, and when I first got here, I remember how she used to line those hymns in the hymn choir. Um, uh, grandmother of Disciple Broderick Lawrence and Myron Lawrence, her services are going to be here tomorrow. Uh, quiet Hour is going to be at 11. Services will be at noon. And so I uh, wanted to let you all know that as far as that's concerned. So the song you all sing today, we're going to dedicate that to her memory. Uh for, for, for her time served. Uh, we also want to lift up the family of Brother uh, Taji Henderson, the son of Sister Leola Henderson. His services will be uh, Saturday um, and their uncle is disciple David Henderson um, and we'll let you know where that information, where those services will be held. The family of Sister Ruby, uh, Little Billy, the sister of disciple Willie, William Little, her services were yesterday in Greenville, South Carolina, and we want to continue to lift up the disciple uh, family of uh, disciple Artie Clyburn, uh, the mother of disciple Terry Clyburn. Her services were this past Monday here at St. Paul. We continue to lift those families up in prayer. Also, as we lift up the sick and shut-in, we continue to lift up Sherry Ashford, Deborah currents Darlene Friedman, Uh, Deborah McCullough, Sylvia Sanders, William Wiley, of course, our pastor emeritus, uh, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond and his wife, Lady Thomasina. We continue to lift those persons up in prayer as well as uh, a whole list of names that will be scrolling uh, online. Uh, We pray that you will lift those persons up in prayer. I'm going to ask the minister, Joshua Jordan, will come and take us to the throne of grace as far as our prayer concerns.
2: Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you even right now for all your many blessings. We thank you for carrying us all of the way, even to where we are right now. We acknowledge how great you are. We acknowledge how powerful you are. We acknowledge how holy you are, God. And we know that we have not been. God, I want to confess all of our sins corporately and individually, God. Um, everyone on the sound of my voice, I know that we haven't dotted every eye. And we haven't crossed every deep, But we're so thankful for your forgiveness. We're thankful that you're, that you're such a forgiving God that even when we don't do right, you still do right by us. And for that, we can just say, thank you, God. We're thankful for your mercy. We're thankful for your grace. And we're thankful for your kindness, Lord God. God, you've been better to us than we can be to ourselves. And for that, we can just say, thank you. I'm thankful for the fact that you even hear our prayers, God. Oh, sin, oh, woe is us. Oh, woe is me. Oh, sinful man, Lord God. But yet and still, we can still come to you and lay our hearts bare before you. And for that, I just want to say thank you. God, I know there's so much hurt. There's loss. There's pain. We've had destruction with these hurricanes. We have had confusion all in the world, God. But we will give it all to you. Lord God, we know that you are the one who restores, you are the one who fixes, you are the one who answers you are the one who comforts, you are the one who mends broken hearts, Lord God and for that we just say we give it all to you, God, we trust you we know that even right now, every heart that's broken, every person that's downtrodden, everyone that's dealing with depression, God, that you are there with them, that you are walking with them even through the valley of the shadow of death God, you never leave us, you never forsake us, and for that we are just so thankful, Lord God. Every prayer request here in the sanctuary, every prayer request online, God, I pray that you move on their behalf, Lord God. God, we know that you can do anything but fail, and we're trusting, and we're agreeing, and we're believing you to work a miracle, even right now. God, we're so thankful. God, we love you, and God, we praise you. It's in your son's name, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. If you believe that God is answering that prayer, can you give God praise right now? we could do a whole lot better than that. We know that God hears and answers our prayers. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you. Of course, we want to continue to lift up our brothers and sisters who have been impacted by Hurricane Fiona, as well as Ian, down in Florida and along the coast of South and North Carolina. We continue to lift them up. And um, as need will come for us to try to address, We'll let you know how that's going to flow. Amen. St. Paul, you are a generous congregation. You prove your generosity by the mere fact of what we're doing for Charlotte Rescue Mission. You prove your generosity by what we've done for Jackson, Mississippi. You prove your generosity by what you have done as far as other incidents are concerned. Now, I want to just share before we lift up our prayer cons- not prayer concerns, our offering. Last week was Men's Day and I forgot to ask for an offering for Men's Day. So I'm gonna do it right now. And I'm asking those brothers who have not given, if you wouldn't mind today giving an extra $100 as far as offering is concerned for Men's Day. And you can put it under the Men's Day category that is on uh, the various giving platforms or write it in on your uh, envelope. Uh, $100 from men and women if you would like to join us you can give 50 or you can give a hundred but we would love for you to uh, stretch yourself as far as that giving offering is concerned above your tithe okay and then of course for those that continue to give toward the Charlotte rescue mission again we've raised forty one thousand five hundred forty nine dollars and so we're a little little less than nine thousand dollars away from reaching the goal of fifty thousand dollars everything that is raised that we raise for charlotte rescue mission even the overage it will go to the charlotte rescue mission and so as you continue to give we thank god for that so there are several ways you can give here at st paul the first one is by of course um uh, mailing your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Or you can drop off your check, cash, or money order here at church. Call the church office at 704-334-5309. Make sure someone is here to receive your offering, and uh, they'll put it in the safe and make sure it's part of the next week's account. You can also give through our church website through ACS or Church Life. You can also give through the app called And If you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks you can give. If you have a physical offering here in the church, you may give that as well. And there is a basket on the outer edges as far as the aisles are concerned, uh, that at the appropriate time uh, you can get that basket, pass it down, and place your offering in that. So as we prepare to give at this particular time, as we prepare to give at this particular time, I'm going to ask, however you're giving, whether you're giving a physical offering or a digital offering, if you would take your offering, place it in your right hand, let's lift it toward heaven. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come on this first Sunday to thank you, to give unto you to celebrate you. Worship is not an appendage to... Giving is not an appendage to worship. It is worship. And as we give, God, thank you for those who are practicing the discipline of giving tithes and offerings. We thank you, O God, for those who may not necessarily be tithing, but they're trying to give something. And Lord, for those who feel like they don't have to do anything, continue to stretch them and press them until they realize that giving is a part of becoming like you lord take these gifts of ours and allow for it to be a blessing to the internal workings of saint paul to have an impact on our community and to sharing your love and compassion around the globe it is in the name of your son jesus christ we pray and in his name we claim it done amen for those that have uh, baskets if you would reach on the outer aisle and if you would pass that basket to the inner aisle and our account team will receive it amen
4: Let me start by apologizing to the IT people. Uh, We are having to change our hymn this morning. (laughs) Um, We'll be doing uh, hymn 559 suited to long meter. For those of you who knew Miss Hattie, you know this was her um, favorite hymn. M559, suited to long meter. Go, preach my gospel, said the Lord. Bid the whole earth my grace receive. He shall be saved that trust my word, and he'll condemn who will not believe. I'll make your great commission known, and ye shall prove my gospel true. By all the works that I have done, By all the wonders ye shall do. Teach all the nations my commands. I'm with you till the world shall end. All power is trusted in my hand. I can destroy and I defend. Hymn 559, Long Meter, sing as we line. Go preach my gospel, saith the Lord. Bid the whole earth my grace Receive. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Shall be saved that trust my word, and He'll condemn who will not believe. Oh, he shall. in my hands. I can destroy and I defend all
1: Yes, sir. I know how we can't let go of that.
3: One
1: more round, one more round. Let's give the Lord, let's give the Lord the praise he's so richly and rightfully deserved. We thank God for the incredible music ministry we have here at the St. Paul Church. For those that are new, uh, that's the hymn choir. To educate some folks. That's the hymn choir, and they maintain the traditions of our slave forbearers. Um, certainly good to see them after a two-year hiatus of um, the pandemic. Certainly good to see Brother Bill Hunter. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, I forgot to mention before I get into this word that I am so, so, um, um, so in awe and so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so proud, that's it. So proud of our associate ministers here. Um, Reverend Kelly Baptist and Minister Eric Edwards shared in... uh, our united missionary baptist association yearly meeting on last week and our own reverend brenda richardson provided sterling leadership for the christian education night so can you help me to celebrate them and give god praise for them we got some gifted wonderful associates as a matter of fact dr redmond is out preaching somewhere today Uh, one Sunday I think it was about five or six of them preaching all over the area and that just makes me swell with pride and so um, uh, we thank God for for them amen Uh, I want to continue the series of sermons that the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you all and Uh, I want to call your attention. We're continuing to preach from a dead religion to a living faith. From a dead religion to a living faith. And I want to call your attention to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And we want to look at verses 19 through 25. Verses 19 through 25. I want to read it though, if I could, in the message translation uh, for today. I want to read it in the message translation uh, for today. Um, Galatians chapter 4, I mean chapter 3, verse 19 through 25. It reads like this. The purpose of the law was to keep a sinful people in the way of salvation until Christ, the promised came, inheriting the promise and distributed them to us. Obviously, this law was not a firsthand encounter with God. It was arranged by angelic messengers through a middleman, Moses. But if there is a middleman as there was at Sinai, then the people are not dealing directly with God, are they? But the original promise is the direct blessing of God received by faith. If such is the case, is the law then an anti-promise, a negation of God's will for us? Not at all. Its purpose was to make obvious to everyone that we are in ourselves out of right relationship with God and therefore to show us the futility of devising some religious system for getting by our own efforts what we can only get by waiting in faith for God to bring to pass his promise. For if any kind of rule keeping had power, to create life in us, we certainly would have gotten it by this time. Until the time when we were mature enough to respond freely in faith to the living God, we were carefully surrounded and protected by the Mosaic law. The law, like those Greek tutors, with which you are familiar, who escorted children to school and protect them from danger or distraction, making sure the children will really get to the place they set out for. But now you have arrived at your destination. By faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Amen. I want to preach for the time that is mine There is a new sheriff in town. Amen. There is a new sheriff in town. I don't know how many of you all realize that uh, even though I'm from Mississippi, I was born in Chicago, Illinois, uh, in Cook County Hospital. And we stayed there until I was about eight, nine years old, and then we moved from Chicago back to Mississippi, my mother's hometown. And we stayed with my grandmother who had adopted my mother. Her name was Sophronia Sandifer. You can't get more country than that. Momfroni. We affectionately called her Momo. And Momo was some up, somewhat up in age when we moved in with her and you know, Older folk back then could only tolerate so much noise. (laughs) Or as she would say, so much racket. I don't know if y'all know anything about racket. I'm still trying to figure out what racket is, but she could only tolerate so much noise. And, 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 And our house, her house rather, was really the place where all the kids in the neighborhood would come and play. Uh, We would play basketball. As a matter of fact, I didn't have a real basketball goal. We took a steel milk crate, um, and we tacked it on a tree, didn't have a backboard, and we would have to use a stick to get the soccer ball out when it went in. Uh, we, We played basketball. We played hide and seek. We played hot peas and potatoes and kickball and uh we made up a lot of noise a lot of noise and, and every now and then as kids would do we would get into a scuffle uh into some fight and 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 she would have to holler through the window now we didn't do what is being done today whereby you would shoot somebody at the drop of a dime if you fall out of no we just had a fight and then we'd go back to playing but, 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 but Momo didn't tolerate fighting in her yard. And as she would be washing the dishes and looking out the window, keeping an eye on us. And she knew all the kids by name. And when she, we would misbehave, she would raise that window in the kitchen and say, Hey, 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 stop all that racket out there. Cut, cut, cut out that misbehavior. I'm going to call the law. Now, 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 when she said she was going to call the law, brother that scared us. Um, this is because there was only one black police officer in town, and his name was Mr. Leo Lewis. Now, Mr. Leo Lewis was as cool as the other side of the pillow. I mean, he had this walk. He had this swag. It, it was just, he was just cool, but he was the law. And he knew everybody in the neighborhood and everyone in the quarters, that's where we lived, in the quarters, respected him. And we really believed that Momo had the number to Mr. Leo's phone. We believed she had it memorized because every time she threatened to call the law on us because we were misbehaving, we got scared. If we said something under our breath. She said, I'm going to call the law. Uh, if My sisters and other girls got sassy. She said, I'm going to call the law. When your pastor in his young days was chasing the girls who rode by on bikes, she said, I'm going to call the law. When we made up too much noise outside playing, I'm going to call the law. The fear of having the law called on us was a threat that straightened us up quick and kept us in line. No, No one wanted to have the law called on them and Mr. Leo Lewis to come and see about us. I want to say this is how the Judaizers in the text would use the law of Moses. Paul wants us to understand how the law was used to keep Israel in check when it came to their relationship with God. In other words, the Judaizers would say, I'm going to call the law of Moses on you. And like the threat of my grandmother calling the law on my friends and me when we misbehave, Paul wants the Galatian Christians to understand how the law had the capacity to produce fear, frustration, and fright. When the law was given to Israel, it it did not make them right with God, but rather the law showed them and even us how wrong, how off base, and how sinful they were and we are. There were over 600 something laws between Exodus and Deuteronomy that the children of Israel were expected to maintain. The Judaizers infiltrated the Galatian church and told them that your faith in Jesus Christ is not enough to save you from your sins. That if you want to have salvation, then you have to keep the law. And part of keeping the law was for the men to get circumcised as a sign of the covenant. Follow the dietary laws and restrictions and keep the customs of the Jews. And if they did those things, then certainly they would have salvation. In other words, the Judaizers were letting them know that you are justified if you do the very best you can by keeping the law. That you are justified by doing as much good as you can. That you are justified by practicing religious rituals, paying tithes and offerings, reading your Bible every day, coming to Bible study and prayer meeting. That, that, that you are justified if you join St. Paul Church and get baptized and start working in a ministry. Now, now, don't get it twisted. I don't want you to go off track. All of those things are very important. You and I should walk down the aisle as a sign of our public confession and connection to Jesus Christ and his church. You and I should get baptized because it is the public acknowledgement that we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And may I dare say that your relationship with God is personal, but it ain't meant to be private. What a baptism For a disciple, it's like a wedding ring to a married couple. It lets the public know you belong to somebody else. You should complete new disciples class to understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. You and I should get involved in the ministry of the church to do the work of discipleship and engage in the process of sanctification. Sanctification is the process whereby you and I become more like God and we have these holy moments in our lives where we are able to do good because the Holy Ghost is working in our lives. You and I should live holy, do good, and mature in our walk with God. However, I'm here to let you know all of that stuff does not mean you're saved. All that stuff you do because you are saved. So Paul opens up this section of the scriptures with the rhetorical question. What purpose then does the law serve? Paul tells us how the law was given to Israel to prepare them for the coming seed of Abraham. The coming seed of Abraham is the promise that God gave to Abraham in a covenant. And that promised seed was in the personification of Jesus Christ. While the law does not contradict nor cancel the promises of God, the law does not make us right with God. It just shows us how wrong we are with God. The law shows how short we are of God's glory. The law makes us aware of our sins and shortcomings. The law should make every person stop from boasting about how good he or she may be. The law should help us to realize how much you and I need God in our lives by the presence of the Holy Spirit. The law should make us confess our need for Jesus Christ as our Savior and how he saves us from our sins and from his punishment through eternal death. The law was not meant to be a permanent solution, but only a temporary remedy. In other words, the law was like a sheriff waiting for us to mess up. So it can point out our sins and shortcomings, our faults and frailties and our mistakes and misbehaviors. The law lurks on the highway of holiness waiting to catch us in a speed trap and give us a ticket. The law uses red light cameras and even drones to trap us in our misdeeds. The law sneaks up on us as we engage in misbehavior and misconduct, ready to put us in handcuffs, take us to jail, and sentence us for our crimes. There's nothing appealing about the law because the law is what it is. Yet Paul wants the Galatian church and us to understand how Jesus offers us something better than what the law can ever give. The law had a time frame from Moses to Jesus. Jesus is the seed through which the promise of God is made and through which the promise of God comes to pass. It was never God's intention for the law to lead us to salvation, but rather it was God's intention for the law to show us how much salvation we need and how we need a savior. As a matter of fact, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law because Jesus is the only person who was able to keep all of the law perfectly. This phrase, there's a new sheriff in town, means that there's a change in the regime, that there's a change in the way that things are being done, that the old way of doing things is over, that something new more improved and better is on the horizon. Jesus gives us more than just words to live by. Jesus becomes the walking, breathing, living example of love, justice, mercy, compassion, care, faith, hope, grace, and power to live in a world that is chaotic, confused, corrupted, contaminated, and compromised. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad that Jesus Christ is the new sheriff in our lives who reinterprets how the law ought to be handled. So here's what I want to let you know, beloved. When you and I put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are putting our trust in the very one who fulfills the law, who lives the law, who dictates, the law and who has reinterpreted the law that's why Jesus says when you've seen me you've seen the father and ultimately you all that's what a sheriff will do the sheriff should know the law and enforce the law so those who break the law will know there's a penalty for the law here's what I'm trying to drop on you the coming of Jesus Christ into the earth realm into the human situation gives us a new sheriff that we can look at And therefore, when you and I put our faith, hope, and confidence in Jesus Christ, because he's the new sheriff in town, he knows how to properly apply the law to our lives. So instead of us dying when we break the law, he cleans us up so we can become all that God will have for us to be. So I just want to, for a few moments, wrestle with what does faith in Jesus Christ have to do for us as we make a transition, watch this, from law to living by grace. First of all, faith in Jesus Christ connects me and you to the promises of God. Right there in verses 19 to 20, here it is. Jesus becomes the new standard for humanity, not the law. Did you catch that? Jesus is the example for us to look at, not the law. All right. Jesus is the one you and I should be trying to follow, not the law. All right, let me give it to you one more time. Jesus, not your pastor. Jesus, not your mama nor your daddy. Jesus, not a deacon or a preacher. Jesus, not a trustee or a usher. Jesus, not big mama or grandpa. Jesus is the one that you and I should look for as the example by which you and I should live. Because when you walk to verse 19, you will see how Paul tells us, that the law is given because of transgressions until the seed should come to pass to make the promise a working reality. <clears throat> Transgression ain't nothing but a big letter word that means you've overstepped your moral boundaries. When you and I sin, we overstep the boundaries that God has imposed upon us. Therefore, when we sin, we should be punished By the law. Paul tells us in Romans 3.23. For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life now we like to shout on that last part but we don't know how to lament on the first part for the wages of sin the payment of sin is death which means that every time you and I commit a transgression God has the sovereign omnipotent divine right to take us out However, I am hallelujah happy and Jesus joyful that God does not. Why? Because God has made a promise to Abraham. (laughs) And the promise that God made to Abraham came to pass in the person of Jesus Christ. Therefore, since Jesus is the manifestation of God's promise to Abraham, then Jesus Christ becomes the answer to the law. So if the wages of sin is death, then through Jesus Christ, the debt has been paid in full because Jesus fulfills the requirement of the law. Somebody going to learn how to shout on good teaching in just a moment. Watch this. Since the law requires death for our sins, Jesus paid our debt in full on a hill called Calvary. Jesus' death at Calvary fulfills the requirement of the law. However, his death, here it is, is—and here's your shout, gives us access to the promises that God has made for us. Here's where, I want, here's where I want to make it plain for you. Here's where I want to make it plain for you. The promise, the promise is for us to have a relationship with God and to have access to God through faith. Follow the flow. If you and I are able to be in relationship with God because Jesus is God in the flesh, make sure you and I are good with God. In other words, because I have Jesus, I got access to God the Father. This is why faith in Jesus and not my good works is what makes you and me right with God. Somebody going to shout in just a moment. Do you all remember? Do you all remember? Do you all remember, Joshua? I know you've read this in your Bible somewhere where Jesus says, Many of you will say on the day of judgment, Lord, we did this and we did that. We cast out demons in your name. All right, let me see if I can make it plain for you. Uh, a whole lot of us on the day of judgment going to say, Lord, we sang in the choir. Lord, we served as an usher. Lord, we were a deacon. Lord, we preached your gospel. Lord, we fed the hungry. Lord, we clothed the naked. Lord, we gave water to those that were thirsty. Lord, we sent help and aid to those that suffered from Hurricane Ian and Hurricane Fiona. Lord, we helped our brothers and sisters but the water crisis down in Jackson and up in Flint, Michigan. Lord, we did all these good works. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know who you are. Now, 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 let me help you. Let me help you understand. Let me help you understand what Jesus is saying. I'm going to let you know when I'm ready to ride. All right, let me, I'm going to let you know what Jesus is really trying to say. Jesus is saying your works cannot save you but you work because you're saved somebody going to catch that on the way home it is very possible for you to know the Bible do good works come to church Sunday after Sunday and still not put your faith hope and confidence in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so here's the shout if you ain't going to trust Jesus you ain't going to get the promises that God has for your life oh yeah I'm coming after about 11 of you all I'm going to make 12 if you and I aren't willing to trust Jesus then we're going to fail to trust God Jesus says if you've seen me you've seen the father therefore when we place our faith our confidence our hope our trust our belief in that Palestinian brown Jew from Galilee we're actually placing our faith our hope our confidence and our belief in God the father this is because God the Father and God the Son are one and as a matter of fact Paul said in Colossians that Jesus Christ is the the visible image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation John says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us this means that if you and I have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ then we have the ultimate promise of God that God promised Abraham when we got Jesus we got everything we need to live with power with purpose with passion and potential. Can I help somebody in the house right now? If we have Jesus, we have the promise of being the head and not the tail. If you got Jesus, you got the promise. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. If you got Jesus, you got the promise. By his stripes you can claim your healing. Somebody gonna catch this in just a moment. If you got Jesus, you got the promise. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If you got Jesus, Jesus, you got the promise. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are the called according to his promise. If you got Jesus, you got the promise. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. If you got Jesus, you got the promise. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. If you got Jesus, you got everything you need and then some. Can I preach it? the way I feel it. I need to drop something else on you because you must also understand that when I place my faith in Jesus, it releases me from the harshness of the law. I I, I declare one day we're going to shout on doctrine. Here it is. The law is harsh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The law is hard, the law, the law is mean. And the breaking of the law had severe consequences. All right, y'all look at me kind of suspect. It, if you broke Mosaic Law, it was some crazy stuff they would do to you. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Mm-hmm. And, and if that was the case today, it'd be a whole lot of eyeless, toothless folks in the church right now see see if you broke if you broke the mosaic law it was certain stuff they they cut off your hand if you stole something and God knows if you committed adultery they would stone you uh uh-huh. we getting real quiet in here if you did certain things that went against the law it, it was harsh it was it it was severe but when you get Jesus When you get Jesus, Jesus says, because who I am, I reinterpret how we're going to apply this law thing. All right, all right. Here's what Paul is really trying to say in verses 21 through 23. Paul is saying that the law in and of itself is harsh, is severe. It does not bring life. It brings death. The law and the promises of God are not in conflict, but they got different results. In other words, the law condemns, but your faith will save you. The law judges us on obedience or disobedience, but our faith judges us on our trust in Jesus. The law does not express God's attitude toward humanity, but our faith shows us that God is a God of grace and mercy. So the law is not the basis of God's judgment towards us. The sinner who rejects Jesus dies eternally and goes straight to hell. Watch this. I'm getting ready to drop a major bomb on you. Not because he or she broke the law, but because they rejected Jesus. I thought I would get more amens than that. Cause boy, y'all making me work real hard. Just try to make this thing plain, but let me say it again. Rewind, remix, replay. The sinner who rejects Jesus dies eternally and goes to hell, not because they broke the law, but because they said no to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Because when you reject Jesus, you are rejecting the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the power of God, the forgiveness of God, the peace of God, the provisions of God, the protection of God, the word of God, the person of God. You are rejecting God Himself. And so far, I want to let you all know the law has no power to save you or justify you. Y'all, this is harsh. The law imprisons us under sin. And this is because when we break God's law, we break God's heart. And when we are under sin, it means that you are shut up as a prisoner. Watch this in solitary confinement. The law does not give you eternal life. Remember, the wages of sin is death. The law demands that the sinner dies. There's a penalty, both spiritually and physically. Now, here's the harshness of the law. The harshness of the law is... You can't get out of the jail of the law with anything you have. If you try to go and play the bail to get out of jail because of the law, it will not accept your cash. It will not take a check. From you, it does not accept your AMX, your Discover card, your Visa, or your MasterCard. You, you cannot pay for your sins using Apple Pay, Google Pay, Zelle, or Vimmo. Uh, crypto will not do it. it, it will not take our good works uh, in lieu of the death penalty. Uh, I want to let you all know that every last one of us has been under the death penalty. And there's nothing in and of ourselves uh, we can do to free ourselves from the death penalty. The only thing uh, that can take us from under the death penalty is the blood and it ain't ordinary blood it's the blood of Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus satisfies the righteous demands of a broken law to a sovereign God what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus boy I tell you I declare some of us we're going to learn how to shout on the blood salvation is given to us not because of anything you and. I have done, but simply because of God's grace, uh, God's mercy, God's love, and God's forgiveness. Uh, Jesus did for us on Calvary what we could not do for ourselves because he died on a hill called Calvary. If you believe in him, you shall have eternal life. If you're willing to trust him, you ain't gotta worry about hell. As a matter of fact, if you trust him, you'll have heaven here on earth. Can I get a few blood-bought, blood soak, blood enhanced folks to give God praise because you know you're covered by the lamb of God, by the blood of the lamb. Do I have anybody that knows that when God looks at us, God don't see us for who we are but he looks at us and sees us through the blood of the lamb. Alas and did my savior bleed and did my sovereign die would he devote a sacred head for such a worm as I at the cross Hey, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy. Hallelujah happy. Jesus joyful happy all the day long. Do I have any happy folks on zoom on youtube on facebook on the phone line. They ain't afraid to wherever you are to lift up your hands throw black your head and give God praise because you know had he not done what he did on Calvary you'll be on your way to hell with some gasoline underwear on with no hope in sight. Can, can I give you all one more thing? Can I give you all one more thing? Can I give you all one more thing? Car, 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 oh, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. But, but let me know. Let me let y'all know what, what the shout of the text is for me. Here's a shout of the text for me. Uh, he'll shout the text for me. Finally, because I had Jesus, I got a new bodyguard for life. Uh huh. All right, all right. Let me, let me. Can, can I show you all where that where is in text? It's, it's in verse verse 24 and 25. Somebody said 24 and 25. Watch it. We are told in those two verses how the law was our tutor to bring us to Jesus that we might be justified by faith when we are justified by faith we no longer need a tutor alright all right. All right. Now, 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 now this is where you got to know how to read the bible and read it in context because a tutor then is not what a tutor is today that's why, this, this, this why you got to know context because when we see the word tutor we think of what Someone who's a private teacher of a single student or a very small group to help them with math and science and hard subjects. Uh, And and the tutors normally specialize in an area. That that ain't what tutor means in the text. In the text, the tutor is a slave in the Greek or Roman family who has general charge over a boy from the age of six to sixteen. This tutor watched over the boy, made sure he behaved right, walked him to and from school every day. The tutor was responsible for the moral supervision of the boy. And so the tutor or the slave was the bodyguard for the boy until he got to be 16 years old. And he then became what was called a A young man all right so watch this the law for Israel was considered to be its bodyguard to keep them in check but now because there's a new sheriff in town I no longer need the law to keep me in check because the law helped me to see that I don't need the law I need the one who gave the law (laughs) And once, somebody gonna get this, once you come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, you no longer need the law. You no longer need a tutor because Jesus now becomes your bodyguard. Ah, I feel like laugh. Now, since, since Jesus is the new sheriff in town, Since Jesus uh, is uh, the new sheriff in town, uh, he becomes the one that watches over us. Uh, Jesus is the new sheriff in town. Yeah, 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 he's the new sheriff in town. But but I'm here to let somebody know that, that this new sheriff in town got some deputies. And he has assigned some deputies to our lives. Can I tell you what those deputies are? Those deputies are goodness. Don't, 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 don't make me work too hard. Uh, you got it. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. <laughs> Help me preach this thing. All the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Y'all, you got to excuse. I haven't preached to you all in a moment, uh, but I feel my Mississippi slipping out. Psalm 134 says, uh, uh, Behold, uh, bless the Lord, and all you servants of the Lord who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Verse 2 says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. For the Lord who made the heavens and the earth blessed you from Zion. A few of you all got it, but here's what I want you to understand is that when you've been arrested by the new sheriff, you got to come out, yeah, with your hands up. Uh, But you don't have to come out with your hands up being scared. You got to come out with your hands up in praise. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you got to excuse me, uh, but my Mississippi done slipped out. uh, I don't know about anybody else. But I'm glad a long time ago uh, this new sheriff arrested me. I don't know if it was through the prayers of my mama or my grandmama or my uncle, uh, but one of them uh, called the law on me. And the new sheriff showed up at my house uh, and he came into my heart and he said, come out with your hands up. And then he sent two of his uh, deputies to arrest me, uh, call uh, goodness and mercy. Uh, Because I know that I deserve hell and I was on my way to hell but I'm glad that Jesus sent goodness and mercy to keep me straight along this way called life. Uh, I was charged with sin but I'm glad this sheriff dismissed the charges against me and when he dismissed the charges against me he put me in a rehabilitation program called the church and every now and then when I mess up Uh, He was in a jail uh, by the name of the Holy Ghost uh, to set me straight and get me right. Uh, Good morning, St. Paul. Uh, May the Lord bless you real good. Uh, I wasn't afraid I would be tackled by a SWAT team, uh, but I did shake because of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I wasn't scared that I'd be tear gas, uh, but I did cry because of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I wasn't fearful that I'd be shot, uh, but I felt a tug in my heart. Uh, I wasn't wondering if I was gonna be killed in transport Uh, but I knew he had to get me uh, from bad to good. Uh, Is there anybody in the house right now that ain't afraid to come out with your hands up? Uh, Do I have anybody else that's been jailed and arrested by this new sheriff? Uh, And aren't you glad he doesn't treat you like some of the white policemen do? Uh, Beat you up and knock you to the ground Uh, but instead he lifts you up He turns you around. He plants your feet uh, on solid ground. Good morning, St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. Uh, I'm glad I got this new sheriff. uh, And I'm able to say, like the songwriter said, uh, I heard the voice of Jesus say, uh, Come unto me and rest. Uh, Lie down, thy weary one. uh, Lie down, thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus uh, just as I was. Uh, I was weary, worn, and sad. uh, But I found in him uh, a resting place. uh, And he has, yes, uh, made me glad. Uh, Do I have anybody in the house uh, that ain't afraid to testify like me? Uh, You two were just like me. Uh, You two were on your way to hell, uh, but you had an encounter with Jesus one day. uh, And didn't he save you uh, from your sins? Uh, Did he pick you up? Uh, Did he turn you around? Uh, Did he plant your feet uh, on solid ground? Uh, Now, if you ain't too scared uh, or if you ain't too mean. Uh, I need somebody in the house right now uh, to give our new sheriff uh, a round of applause. Uh, give him commendations uh, for the great work he has done uh, because I'm glad uh, yes, sir. Uh, this sheriff uh, no, we're not the problem uh, but anybody glad uh, that one of these days uh, your sheriff, my sheriff uh, is going to handle the real problem uh, and his name is the devil. Uh, his name is Lucifer uh, and one of these days uh, he's going to take the keys of heaven uh, and he's going to take the chains of eternity and he's gonna bow satan uh, and throw him and all his imps uh, into the lake of fire uh, where they'll burn forever and ever uh, but one of these days uh, he's gonna put us on the escort cart uh, and take us to glory uh, where we'll be able to bask in uh, the presence of our lord uh, forever and forever good morning saint
3: paul